Hello from Burbank, California. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Write That Down on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Justin Nipper. I edit for FightGameMedia.com. Staff writer F4W Online Wrestling Observer.com. With Pro Wrestling Noah Cyberfight Inc. And I am back once again with Japan's leading pro wrestling author, historian, the number one pro wrestling sociologist in the entire world, Mr. Fumi Saito. This week we had a little freestyle chat, and a lot of it focused around the history and the development and the differences between the Japanese print media in Japan and how important that was and how important it still is to the industry in Japan and later compared it with where we in the English-speaking West are coming from in terms of point of view. Enjoy this one. It's a little looser this week. A little creative. I found it really hard to articulate some of the thoughts that I've been thinking about and ones that we've talked about on the show. Um, and I often feel stupid or like I'm not really able to accurately articulate what I want to say when it comes to the evolution of journalism and how it intersects with pro wrestling. Give it a listen, everyone. Because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Or I feel like I don't. You tell me. Yeah, this is a good one. If you have not already... Please subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network, the podcast feed, so you can get this show, Spotify, Apple, wherever you usually listen to your podcast. Please hit the subscribe button. It helps us out very much. Without further ado, let's get into the show. What's in the back? Yeah. The advertisements. And um, betting... (laughs) Like uh, racing, yeah, horse races, horse racing, boat racing, horse racing, and bicycle racing. It's all gamble. And the soft porn, all soft porn. Um, but right, this is a kind kind of trash paper that you can't take home. Exactly, exactly. People <laughs> treat it like it's a New York Times or something. But um, yeah, well, that, that's another thing though. When you say New York Post, uh, the key. Growing up in New York, New York Post was special to me because the main content about, you know, 75% of it is is trash, you know? Yeah. But since it's sports, sports in the States, they're important, but they're not like a, they've been, at least New York sports were able to remain apolitical, not political. So the sports sections in those tabloids usually had stronger coverage of at least in new york the new york teams um, or than the general newspaper results yeah because a new york times will definitely 
Okay, so for example, I like the New York Knicks basketball team. Sure. And all the papers cover the Knicks in different ways. New York Times does a great job, but since the New York Post doesn't have, it's never had much of a standard, like a writing standard, it actually gives sports writers the ability to really do what they want and beef it up and make the, the sections very, yeah, it can be good or bad, but generally it's... It, Interesting because it's not that it's a sport. So you buy the New York post. If you're not looking for serious news, right? Right. right. If you want serious news, you buy like, you know, Washington oh. post, but if you want to have some entertainment, you turn to page six and read about the gossip in Hollywood. And sure, sure, sure. it's usually on the back. It usually has a back cover. So, and they usually are a little looser and make sure. fun of, they make fun of a lot of teams and it's a, you know, it's a little sleazy, but it has its place too. Sure, sure. But well, no, that's in this uh, case among yeah, free press. But what's different in Japan is that that's the this Tokyo Sports is the low level because there's a there's a high scale of of quality. There's a quality scale from Tokyo Sports up to the magazines that you write for, like Kaminoge. Those are very different. Yeah. You know, uh, a a daily tabloid newspaper versus a monthly digest journal. Digest journal is right, right, right. And with very high quality, very, it's not on cheap paper. It's very high quality uh, photo. It's just, it's a serious magazine with, you know, serious long form articles. So, but what's the the reality is Tokyo sports a lot bigger circulation. Hmm, of course, you know what I'm saying? yeah. But it's just it's funny when people take these awards seriously, like it's announced in the Observer, like the Tokyo Sports Award. It's like, uh, uh-uh. it's like work, right? It's like the WWE uh, there's, Hall there's of a voting voting committee too, you know. But it's sure. like the handpicked guys came into room and vote for you. But it's the political in nature, right there, hmm. and uh, they decide and balance things, you know. Hmm. It used to be like the you know the, when when the Tokyo Sports Award started, it was like a, the wrestler of the year, Antonio Inoki, but the most valuable player was Giant Baba. Sure, they're keeping the peace between the two. <laughs> like a, which one's better than the wrestler of the year or MVP, right? Mm, mm. Or the match of the match of the year, either Jumbo or Fujinami. Sure. You know? And when Fujinami won, wins it, the tag team of the year will be Baba and Jumbo or something like that. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like they really balanced it. Yeah, and also it's just generation of generation the Japanese wrestling fan grew up reading Tokyo Sports, mm-hmm. you know, and also the magazine, the wrestling magazine used to be monthly, so it only came out once a month. You know, it's a good magazine, but it only come out a month. You have to wait for it, and then it became biweekly. Then in the weekly magazine, that's fine. But the Tokyo Sports, it came out every afternoon, so mm-hmm. you know. You pick pick it up, uh, you know, new, closest subway station, and you read it. As soon as you read it, it goes into trash too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or you leave yeah. it on the at the exit at the subway station so somebody say, else can somebody read. Somebody will it. pick it up too, right? Oh, you exactly. can pick that and um, shonen manga weekly big yeah. book. Oh yeah, yeah, the manga stack, culture. Old, old stacks at the station that people left. Yeah, because the manga magazine comes out every week, but the, the second day of sales, it becomes 
old book, you know. Yeah, the first so, day of sales, you buy it and people read it and kind of leave it at the, the you know train station somewhere on the bench. Somebody will pick it up and read it and set it up, you know, sit on the bench again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was in between was like a weekly fight. Like you know, it's a tabloid paper, no color page, like a good uh, you know graphic color, good paper. You know, like a weekly magazine, pro wrestling and gang magazine. That's for the color pages, right? But mm-hmm. weekly fight. Is was like a newspaper style tabloid paper it was just reading reading material you know mm-hmm. and uh, it covered a lot more depth than the Tokyo Sports or Weekly Pro Wrestling you know for a long time I didn't discover Weekly Weekly Fight until I was like tenth grade when I went to private high school and had to take sub subways every morning say so, what's this and I really discovered it when I was like sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a, it has more stuff in it, man. You know, start talking with other wrestling fan kids, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. let's start reading Weekly Fighting instead of this. You know, and it was just like the targeted to a certain audience. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. How about so Gong? Gong, was... Gong is so Bill Apter style. Okay, yeah, because it follows the K-fame. every wrestling angle the company provides you. Mm. Giant Baba's storyline, Antonio Inoki series storyline, and not like we went out, you know, weekly man, weekly progressing. They went out of their, you know, went out of their way to just find their own topic or interview mm. wrestler and get the real feeling out of it. Whereas Gang Magazine wouldn't ask wrestlers question; it's outside of your story, in the current storyline. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that, really. But then again, Gang had their audience. Weekly Pro Wrestling had their own audience. And serious mm. wrestling fans read both. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was like that. Well, what's interesting is though that the Gong Magazine's editors and writers think like Gong Magazine. A weekly pro wrestling's writers and editors and photographers think like weekly pro wrestling. It's like so, almost became second nature. How was weekly pro wrestling different from Gong? So was Gong, but because weekly pro wrestling wasn't necessarily like the Observer, it was uh... no, not as 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 uh, not as revealing as Observer. You know, then you know weekly pro wrestling is not going to tell you that uh, you know six weeks from now that the title will be changed hand. You know? Yeah, that's weekly pro wrestling. But but the weekly pro wrestling of 1990s and weekly pro wrestling today is completely two different things. Yes. Same magazine, but completely different people. I don't work there anymore. You know, Tarzan Yamamoto, everybody who was there during 90s, everybody's gone. And. To me, it looks like what you described Gong as now. It's more like. Yeah, now that that the Gong is gone, I mean, you know, weekly Gong. And Weekly Gang and Weekly Fight both went out of business back in 2007. It was like a dying day of, of print media. Mm. You know, Tokyo Sports Remain, but the, like a Legion News or Naigai Times or the number of newsstands that the tabloid paper, gossip newspaper that covered wrestling daily, it was gone. It was mm. gone. And uh, they still have Nikan Sports or Sports Nippon and other things, but they cover very little wrestling now. And Tokyo Sports is the only one that covers wrestling every day. But then again, Tokyo Sports, they divided wrestling team and they don't have the wrestling section anymore. That uh, whomever working currently for Tokyo Sports will come and write wrestling stories, but they don't have uh, wrestling and MMA you know, staff room anymore. 
It, mm. That's interesting. And also, what was interesting in 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 the millennium into 2005, 2007, that uh, not everybody trans for from print media into the internet media. Mm. I think I was just not perfect, but young enough and old enough so I can still do the print media and learn how to do the internet media and write. But most of the writers today, like in 30s or, I mean, early 30s or late 20s journalists, they debuted with the internet. Mm. Mm. And a lot of the old print media people, like a little older than I am, they never transferred themselves into the internet media. They're basically either retired or quit or they can't do this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a two sets of the, the wrestling journalists in this country. Hmm. Yeah, the debuted with New Japan, uh, the, the internet era after 2000 or so, and who was active in the 80s and 90s and, you know, into millennium, they're either retired or gone, you know? Hmm. So I think I, I'm right in the bridge that I can do print media and on the internet. I'm, this is my, I'm not saying I'm special, but the, it's my generation, like right now I'm 60 years old, that the right run when I was 38 years old, 21st century started, right? Mm. And everything's going into the internet, so it's wrestling, you know? And uh, I had to learn it, you know? No more typewriter or the word processor alone, you'll be writing your story on this computer and put it in your folder and email it They'll print it right away, and then, and then the proofread comes back in the same afternoon. You have to, you know, proofread it yourself on on the computer and send it back. You just to relearn everything, mm -hmm. you know. No more thirty-five millimeter, you know, like a, the, the exposure films. You know, they the the older camera became digital, and take a whole bunch of picture with your new digital camera, put it in a computer, put it in a folder and send it, right? Mm -hmm. The whole process has changed. Yeah. It still changes every day. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. The new device new come out every, every week or so. Right, right, right. I know that. Oh, and then we didn't think we, we were going to have moving image on the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like the writing and you know still photos, but now it's the streaming everything, and pretty soon that the, soon enough, wrestling's on, on the internet. You know, it's more so than the, the television. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But that, that really changed not not the content and the technology itself, but the people working for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I think wrestling journalists had to be you know had to be kind of re-educated somehow. And the ones who's working full-time you know, on internet media, that's how they started, you know? Mm -hmm. They don't even know how to do the print media, you know? And it gotten easier because of this, just like the social media, today's social media, sometimes they don't even get the proof written, you know, read by your seniors. Hmm. Now, sometimes they just put out information that's completely not sourced no, and then, not then, true. Then, then don't even bother, right? Double check. Because, yeah. and that's a problem too, because you, you want it to be, uh, uh, have, or you want the journalism to have somewhat of a, not high standard, but equal standard to any other profession. But on the other hand, not enough people care about pro wrestling to 
make an argument for it. You know, at the end of the day, it's just, eh, it's wrestling. That's how it's always been treated here. So it right. goes under the radar. When when the print media is the perfect example, we you know was that that the weekly fight and weekly gong went out of business right around the same time. Like I said, Legion News, the Nigai Times, the other newsstand tabloid that covered us, and they all went out of business. It was in the middle of our dark age of professionalism. Right, it's kind of like a, the when the sun went down. Uh, that's a good. It's a good um, reference point you can look at you can look at because it wasn't just one moment where everything became dark it was a it was a number of scenarios yeah, yeah, a number yeah, of different because yeah, uh, at the 20th you know 20th you know century into 21st century uh they needed to conclude a lot of things right mm -hmm. you know there was six almost similar to like a an unidentified flying object story that you know that the UFO story of the 21st century had to come to an end, or if you remember, uh, you know, super psychic people who can bend spoon, mm -hmm. um, uh, telekinesis. Yeah, yeah, they really believed and argued and had a lot of discussion. Could could be with the superpower, can, you know, or the, somebody like Sai Baba from India, that you know, that the religious cult. That, person is uh, who can bring something you know like a material into your hands sure of, of, of course it, it, it yeah it, it's it, it was a good topic during 21st century or the Loch Ness monster from you know the, the Lake Ness you know the, the, uh, all those or, or the Bigfoot mm, <laughs> all, oh yeah all, all those Elvis stories. is alive Elvis sighting sure Elvis sighting, but <clears throat> treated as a mystery during the end of 21st century, 20th century. But when the 21st century came out, it's like, that was last century's story, right? Mm -hmm. Wrestling was kind of almost similar. And somebody like, you know, the big hero, Nobuhiko Takada, losing to Hickson Gracie didn't help at all. See? If, if that's when you, yeah, when you have real fight, that's what's going to happen. Oh my gosh, right? That was the beginning, I think. Yeah, yeah. but it was also it's also uh, you know MMA formed, and there then there were MMA magazines, and there were and people were really crazy for it because I think it's like you said, people thought of wrestling like it was from a different generation, different century. Now we're in the early two yeah, thousands. and also something like if wrestling was real, if wrestling was real, you know that the grappling and a real combat sport. That's what's gonna look like. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, it's nothing to take away from him, but uh, basically, Antonio Inoki sided with MMA at the beginning of the century. Yeah, because it was more in line with what Inoki did. Yeah, yeah. Because he he did the way back thirty years back against Muhammad Ali. That was, you know, like uh, people didn't understand what it was like to have a real fight. Now you do. You know, mm -hmm. kind of thing, and you know, he had a series of you know MMA fight under pro wrestling umbrella, of course, mm -hmm. and it was a work. But uh, what Inoki did, the same idea, you know, that the wrestlers against against the uh, fighter from other combat sports, you know, who's tougher and better and bigger, kind of thing, and uh, UFC and the other MMA company turn of the century really gave them the answer. See, 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 that's what happens, kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm. Oh, that was the beginning of dark age of professional wrestling. We had to wait 
until the rise of people like Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shinsuke Nakamura, the new brand new superstar who wasn't influenced by that era. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Nakamura even was, uh, he's a, a product he's a part of that, of that part, Yeah, because Inoki appointed him. So we got the golden rookie here, you know, mm-hmm. with college wrestling background, good looking guy. But he ended up, you know, moving to America for WWE. It's not mm-hmm. ironic. Yeah. As a mostly like an entertaining type uh, character wrestler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and but that's a- like a whole circle in 2023 and January 1st at the, at the Nippon Budokan, this Keiji Muto Great Muda against Shinsuke Nakamura dream match. Yeah. That can happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, his, if the longer you watch this thing, the better it gets because you will be witnessing the I mean, real historical moment, you know, that taking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we we can shut the video part and we can and talk. Sure. As, as we were talking, I think a good portion of this can be our yeah. How about wrestling, it? wrestling media in Japan and America? Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, because I was there and I really, really believed that it was going to be the end of the, our job, you know, that, uh, you know, Tokyo sports wasn't selling well either, and then they divided the wrestling and MMA teams, you know, and then they didn't have the, the, the exclusive department just for that. And Nikon Sports, that the Sports Nippon, that the other, you know, daily newsstand sports papers, that, that's tabloid culture in Japan, it's, they covered less and less wrestling, you know, at the beginning of 2000s. And now it's now it's 20 years later it's run by different editors and different writers and and the nikan sports tokyo sports at the sports nipple they all exist but they cover wrestling differently and gong doesn't exist yeah weekly pro wrestling still exists but it's run by different people different editor different writers and everybody's different nobody's there i mean I don't work there anymore the tazan yamamoto quit you know days i mean the decades Ago and uh, but the same magazine is still there, yeah. And there were a lot of newer magazines, or or, or they uh, kind of altered the style with more martial arts magazines, more or no, just the nostalgia, nostalgia only, yeah, like a G Spirit, G Spirit, yeah. yeah, focusing on uh 70s, 80s era. And now that the, the current issue is, of course, that the tribute to Antonio Inoki that mm-hmm. issue is coming up. And yeah, yeah, so they're motivated, and, but they specializes in certain area. You have to, because the print media is such, yeah. And all the general wrestling articles are on the internet today, yes. Yeah, like something like uh, Yahoo News is one of the main websites to go to. In J- Yahoo Japan, not Yahoo uh, English, but Yahoo Japan. Right, but Yahoo Japan. And also Yahoo Japan is a type of media that picks up news from other media and then put up on their site as mm-hmm. if that's theirs. Mm-hmm. And actually without checking the fact either, because inaccurate news, inaccurate information, other, you know, the not so accurate news can be on Yahoo Japan, and I don't think they even check it. And also, they have the comment space, right, right underneath the, you know, Yahoo News, that mm. the, anybody can comment on this, the nasty comments, really. Of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the main driving force behind a lot of 
it's not just in Japan. It's in wrestling in the English. Very negative, huh? Well, it's it's not just negative. That's another that's another point. But that goes into a different direction. What I was thinking is that um, there's on the website or outlets and from their point of view, there's such pressure to come out with your material first, as opposed to coming out with the correct material or the up right. to standard. It's or, all about the speed and uh, efficiency. Or how many people reviewed, how many people came in and stepped on it, right? Yes. Yeah. So we had the 10 million viewers. So, I mean, inaccurate, but they got a 10 million viewers nonetheless kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Numbers, just like numbers that, numbers probably any genre too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the nature of um, media today. Uh, journalism, especially on the web, uh, it not only has to have a stylistic, a new stylistic standard or or, or format, but I mean, it yeah. has to be. You have to have it first because it's going to be aggregated after that. It's, so somebody's going to pick it up, and then it's going to get repeated and repeated and you're not really hearing a story you're just hearing a long game of telephone that's always have this you know possibility that this inaccurate information gets you know becomes so strong that uh, it becomes almost consensus of the, the public i mean accurate or not yeah that. because because if there's no reason to <coughs> excuse me yeah, so so conspiracy, almost conspiracy theory part is just as strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and if there's no reason to debunk it, it's going to stay there mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we're not talking politics. We're no. we're not talking about uh, oh, then daily news. Wrestling, we're talking you need You do, and, which is really different from what's going on over here because media literacy is all over the place in the Western English speaking world at the moment, because I mean, it's almost like the wild West. <laughs> you can, you can read really great legitimate work and it'll be sitting on a, a blog visited by a handful of people. And you might stumble across a completely horrible false news story. That's on the bigger media. Uh, Peddling to millions of, of viewers because in a diff- yeah in a bigger platform somewhat yeah well I mean because it's all about that really quick moment that getting the click and that engages oh it is really the social media era and the YouTube era yeah mm-hmm. well because that's where the money is coming from now the money isn't yeah. coming from paying readers it's coming from advertisers advertising yeah yeah and when you get a lot of clicks you get more money and then you can survive you can keep the lights on. But that so it's it's different. You, you don't necessarily have to be good. You have to be engaging, or you have right. to be. How, how what can we do to be a good wrestling fan and accurate wrestling fan? Is I I think it has to be more reading oriented. Mm-hmm. But uh, that it, it asks of the fan. Uh, it, it does. I mean, I'm I'm coming from it from. Uh, I'm born in the United States point of view, and I understand how people feel. I understand how uh, slammed from New York York and slammed with so much uh, wrestling out there that there's not even enough time to watch it, let alone read about it. Right. Right. That too. Yeah. And then it so, gets more niche and niche. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know how things are going to evolve, but. Um, 
well, the nature it's is only different. Been, it's only been 20 years after it, everything became on the internet kind of you know, era. Yeah. I think that uh, it'll be, at least over here, it'll be less of a reading-oriented right. readership or fan base. And it, but I do believe that going forward, it'll be more of a, the literacy will come through, like, you know, what we're doing with podcasts. It's a podcast uh, market now. That too, yeah. I mean, what, what I don't, AM radio used to be. Hmm. I mean, I don't know of many other genres of entertainment or sports that have so many damn podcasts oh, dedicated to okay. niches of it. And, yeah. and it, it, I'm happy to be able to put out a podcast that is still to a lot of people on a very niche topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Japanese pro wrestling. So, but there's enough of a market out there. There's enough no, people listening as possible. Yeah, and th- it gives us a chance to kind of at least put it out there. There is that. Yeah. That's the thing. You c- you can put anything out there that you want without um, oversight, and maybe on a website, on a web page, it might not be accurate. But you don't, you know, from our point of view, we don't need anybody's permission to put out what's the correct right. answer, the right stuff. So yeah, uh, going back ten minutes or so, that uh, I come from print media era that uh, in order to be able to have you what what, what you you've written to be printed you, you know i was proofread by one two three four you know like a different level of people you know my you know direct boss to a superior boss to a professional proofreader readers to what you know and then comes back to me as a writer's proofreading it and then it's like by the time it's printed it's like, it doesn't look like it's mine anymore you know uh, that, that they changed wordings and, and the dates and this and that it's like it, it had a big hurdle to you know to go over for you for your material to be actually printed instead of you writing something on your you know iphone and get goes out there right away you know what i'm saying mm. yeah it's different yeah very yeah. different also i think people got to realize that in japan reading in general it's it's a reading culture oriented a, culture yeah that too yeah america is tv called this is this isn't like a better or worse uh comparison this is just the facts i mean america developed alongside television and this is where hollywood is america and yeah, television we, are we were hand in, hand. in a way uh, sure we were, but yeah but you also have uh in japan you have hundreds of years of literature that uh, they, in the United States, it's more hodgepodge and it's a different, you have to talk about it differently. But in general, fast forwarding to the modern era, when you travel, if you live in a big city like Tokyo and you travel, you're going to usually take a commuter train or a subway. And most people, even today, even with the prevalence of smartphones, people are always reading something. Yeah. Yeah. People are always, if you go to a cafe, a packed cafe, everybody's reading something. A reading is a big, big part. I just feel like it's a part of daily life. I, I think that's one thing I like about Japan personally is that as a, I'm, I'm a nerd and I like to read a lot. And I think <laughs> that Japan is, at least Tokyo is very uh, 
Yeah, but today Tokyo subway, nobody's reading newspaper anymore. Even well, it's more about age, the smartphone. People, yeah, smartphone, looking into smartphone. Or they might be reading newspaper, that smartphone internet version of it, you know. So we don't mm -hmm. know until you look into the screen. But the, it has been like that, you know, for the past five, you know, five, ten years. So I'm, I'm afraid that the newspaper, like a paper version of newspaper, will go out of style, I mean, probably five years from now. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that's the kind of era we are living in. And back to wrestling, that the, we still enjoy wrestling, and the news travel faster, and we have more, you know, like a wider variety of information and news, that uh, last week, you, you know, you, you told me about the great Muta against you know, Shinsuke Nakamura. It mm. won't be news until they announce it, right? Mm. You knew about it, but uh, yeah. And then it's been a big news. And uh, then then it's like a, the internet version of story come out, like a great Muta going to AEW and had a little angle with, with uh, Sting, right? Mm. So that the Sting will be appearing in Yokohama Arena show for... Uh, Great Muta's retirement series of big matches. And at the same time, that the WWE is sending Shinsuke Nakamura to Great Muta's you know, January 1st Budokan show, is Noah doing business with WWF man? Or, you know, the, the AEW and WWE and Noah all working together, man? So this is a lot of speculation, like a not so professional speculations out there, but it's on the internet already. Oh yeah, I mean, I you know I, I saw quite a bit of this over the past week. I think part of it's based on the history that people are fed from the point of view of uh, English speaker living in the West. You you have you you're familiar with stories from WWE. You're familiar stories from ECW, WCW, NWA. I mean that that's that's the core background. Uh, so they're trying. I think a lot of the times fans try to take these American ideas and put them into a Japanese context. Yeah, only context. American perspective. Yeah, American perspective. I, I, I don't Japanese content of it. Yeah, I have such a hard time explaining. Oh, I understand that. I, understand I have that. such a hard time explaining the point of view. Like there are just so many people that don't care about one way of wrestling, and there's. There's the um, it's it's something I think about a lot, but it's always been so hard to articulate and talk about uh, the the differences and expectations of the fans between the two countries and the yeah, gap. Western Western English speaking fans to Japanese fans. Yeah, I but mean, this, I think this, this, it's this bigger than people realize. Great Muta deal is very yeah. much isolated case because yes. it's Keiji Muto. He can do business with AEW and he can do business with WWE all at the same time because he's Keiji Muto. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But no, it's but, also, it's also yeah. uh, the, he's someone who's so big that the the websites can use them as a springboard to and not create stories that don't exist, say what they want to say yeah you know, like for example there was some uh, i think it was dave Meltzer. He, he was writing about the general facts of nakamura and muta and the observer and i, I there was a, a line he wrote something about uh wwe restricting noah about a speaking or saying the wwe name or something like that it was very it was a short kind of um, one-off 
you know, he was just explaining the technical facts of what's going on. And because of the language that was on that, on that, it's it's accurate in what he was, it was writing, but it interpreted yes. differently. I mean, yes, because because the headlines became WWE is restricting pro wrestling Noah, like it's an active um, policy. Yeah, like they <laughs> like like they wrote down do not say like that's. It's not untrue, but it's it would be true in any situation. In I, well, I don't know. you're not doing business directly, yeah, right. It, I mean, but I these turn into news stories in pro wrestling, and it's not necessarily news. It's kind of um, well, it's it's a spin in a really weird direction because of it, course, of course, it doesn't it won't lead to anything. Uh, it and doesn't... also that the, what was written was never really uh, that the research by first-hand person. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They never really interviewed executive from WWE, or they they didn't you know interview Shinsuke Nakamura directly, or Triple H for that matter, or the, anybody from AEW, or it just. All these things, you know, information's out there. They put the pieces of puzzle together and they come up with their own story. Uh, I'm taking a look at, so I was looking at some from a few days ago. It said something, WWE places restrictions on Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> versus Great Muto. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily wrong flat out. I mean, it's wrong, but it's not uh blatantly wrong it's it's a kind of deceiving don't oh, you very think deceiving yeah very deceiving i don't think there's anybody working at wwe that had the job of placing a restriction on japanese company whether they say the wwe name or not it's kind of, it's very uh like like you're, you're thinking about it like it's a part of the show like an angle like, like yeah, it doesn't that too yeah like it's not i mean listen also from my point of view if i'm being serious i'm working for noah any publicity is going to be good. They, please continue talking about the company as much as you want, as yeah. long as it's not you know overstepping a boundary. But um, but or, I, I just or, don't know uh, what it does for yeah, anyone. Or the become obstacle of actual business taking place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just it's just stirring a, a weird dialogue that doesn't really exist and won't <laughs> lead to anything. Yeah. It's just I, I think that's another thing because the Japanese matchmaking process is so it's still so. Um, well, pretty complicated, but complicated it's, it's, and also hidden, hidden or, or secretive compared with how open the pretty much, yeah, business right. in the has states become. Of the leaking something, yeah. In the I mean, I know that some of the the talent in the company they don't even know the plan until you know that oh, they night. take place. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes I have to. I mean, I have to know some things in advance just because of my job. But I mean, I know that certain guys don't know what the. What's I mean, wrestlers talent. Oh, they don't tell every wrestlers everything. Hmm. Everything is on a need to know basis with Noah. I, I can say, I, yeah. but I, but that's not how it is uh, in the states. It's a little. I mean, each company is different. Has much different business style. It's and like comparing. So yeah, it will take place on January first at Nippon Budokan Pro Wrestling No Show that the Shinsuke Nakamura, this great Muta, will take place. Mm -hmm. 
right? And in, in following, uh, was, that, was that like uh, January 22nd? Then, yes, then, uh, Yokohama, Yokohama Arena. Yokohama Arena, another big show that the Great Muta Retiring Tour, that the Sting will make an appearance, who is AEW superstar, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's all happening because of Great Muta Retirement Tour, you know? Right. And it's because it's Muta and it's because yeah. it's guys like Sting that it doesn't feel like a working relationship between any. Company. No, it's just it's individual you know, connection. Yeah. yeah. Noah and AEW and WWE, they're there to facilitate like any sure. other company would. But it's not like uh, there's people you know shaking hands and hugging and signing contracts together <laughs> backstage. Yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the Tony Khan making a comment like, you know, that the, yeah, we are not to be working with progressing. You no, know, that comment didn't help either. I, I think that was also, again, it's an example of reading competency and and half of the sentence that he said was turned into yeah uh, an idea which was very deceiving in the first place right Uh, right i i mean it's what it is and i i I feel like an idiot talking about this because i don't have i don't (laughs) i just don't have a good grip on what i very difficult one because as as big a superstar Keiji Muto, Great Muto is that he is having this his retirement tour. You know, he just had Ariake Arena or the New Japan Super, not all, but the, the people like Tan, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Makabe they came in, you know, worked the show on Pro Wrestling No Show, you know, six man mm-hmm. tag team situation. So it looks like New Japan and Pro Wrestling No working, but it was because of Muto great muta that his final time that he'll be tagging with new japan superstar then you have budokan show that's another big one january 1st then yokohama arena 20 just three weeks later a big huge you know building then one month later at the tokyo dome the february 22nd again that's a tokyo dome that uh, you have to have something real huge right mm. and uh yeah it's all it's like a, it's because of great muta keiji muto's retirement tour that a lot of you know, basic um, formula that doesn't apply. You know, there's a lot of isolated case business happening right now. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's with with, uh, when you have a star in wrestling that's so big, you can really unintentionally mislead people uh, to, to think a lot of wrestling fans want to read this into a business relationship and with company and company and big company you know, major company working you know you know like uh signing a working relationship or partnership or something they want to read into that you know no the real story though at the end if we had to wrap it up right here the real story is that it's not the companies that are doing the, it's it's uh a, let's in this, Keiji Muto in this particular, is, particular case, yes. In this particular case, the story is that Keiji Muto is the one that people are are going to see that and want to see and want. To, it's mm-hmm. not it's not about the companies working together. It's these companies working with Keiji Muto because they all want a part of this retirement tour. That's the main issue. So it's less mm-hmm. about the companies and much more about Keiji Muto. Yeah, because it's it's all happening because it's something to do with Keiji Muto, hmm. basically. Yeah, but I think people just got to realize how big he is, how yeah. big of a celebrity yeah. he is, 
I mean, he's not Inoki, but I mean, in the oh, the, the biggest star of our our you know our generation, I, I, and still active too. Yeah, yeah, he'll be sixty this coming December. Hmm. But he started out, you know, started debuted with New Japan, and went to America, and then worked in NWA Florida, and went to World Class Dallas, and went to Puerto Rico. Then went went to W, you know, when WCW was being born, you know, the, from NWA Crockett into WCW, he was there, and uh, you know. 1989 Starcade, if you remember, Flair, Sting, Lex Luger, and Great Muta, the, the mini tournament thing, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning of Great Muta. Then he came back to New Japan and went back to WCW a decade later until the dying days of this WCW. Then he came back, you know, the associated with Inoki, Bombay a little bit. But one year later, the, the, he, you know, signed with All Japan Pro Wrestling after Noah guys left, and he became All Japan. Then one, you know, another ten years, uh, the, the, he he formed another company, Wrestle One. Then he became freelancer. Then finally signed with Pro Wrestling Noah. There's like all the major company he he worked for, and it's much like Ric Flair, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. There, I, that's a that's a good modern. I can't really compare him to any other people emit like a rick flair sting to an extent too yeah then the sting and flint you know muta was friends you know like hmm. friends you know when they were much you know, both are much younger growing up like, to be a superstar of the next decade yeah you know, almost around the same age i think there's a two-year mm-hmm, difference mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if you knew that that uh, yes it's all happening because it's keiji muto yeah mm. yeah it's not yeah. what the, i mean Believe what you want to believe, but Keiji Muto is why all of this is happening. I mean, hopefully this leads to more open playing field. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Good things should happen, yeah. I, I think there's so many more win-win opportunities for companies to to exchange talent and work together on temporary basis. And the, the make all kinds of dream matches, you know, to take place, yes. Mm-hmm. And especially, of course, it's a different style. I think that's a major style of booking these days is less about the long term story and more about this, you know, constant dream match offering. Yeah. If you have a match that people want to see, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That you almost don't need long storyline. That uh, it's like a, what Chris Jericho would say: it's a window dressing. You know, after that, mm. if you have, if you already have the match, people want to wa- watch, want to see, you have the business. Yeah, and and Nakamura it, Muta. It, yeah, everything else is like a window dressing. Yeah, that help. That'll help business, of course. But uh, the match itself is a story. Shinsuke Nakamura against Great Muta, yes, or Sting appearing in Yokohama Arena uh, for more of uh, Great Muta's retirement tour, more, uh, more so than uh, any connection with Pro Wrestling No itself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so did, did, did we covered a lot. <laughs> we were going to you know, talk about you know, wrestling media and the internet era, the print, in the print media era at the end of tabloid you know, sports pages and almost like end of paper wrestling magazines and the whole internet information and how you know, information is going around. You know? And we, today's wrestling fans have a hard time distinguish you know, that uh, they're the accurate story and not so accurate stories or people make up because you can post whatever you want on social media today 
and that can be just as influential, right? Mm-hmm. Not well, influential, the, but it's out there. It's out there, you know. And on the complete opposite side, there's also you know, the small groups of younger readers and writers and posters who they're focused on analyzing the media. It's the media that talks about wrestling. So you got the wrestling and then you got the media talking about wrestling and you have these subgroups of people critiquing the media and how <laughs> yeah. it's, you know what I mean? So it's a lot in flux and there's yeah, a lot yeah, of work to do. For a more think. innocent wrestling audience, they all look pretty much the same in, in the same level, you know? Mm. And that's scary. <laughs> it, yeah. It's 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 hard to manage because... Um, of course. The, yeah, I mean that's just w- what it is today. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just a, it's a wild west. You got to, you have to <laughs> yeah. I I think it can be about different genre too. You know, uh, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. just social media and the YouTube era to your streaming service that uh, it took weeks to watch. You know, I mean, in the eighties and nineties, it took weeks for me to get you know VHS tapes from the states. Same, you know? same. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was really a, a test of your passion and a test of your, your love for this wrestling. Because sometimes it, you would be waiting a long time, paying probably more money than you should for a fourth generation <laughs> VHS tape. Right. Um, and the six hour you know, footage packed into a 120 minute tape, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I used to get like the all Japan television. It would be for maybe either a couple weeks or maybe a month or two on one on, you know, you'd have everything and that would happen. You get that delivery once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Or whenever. I mean, sometimes not professional, but the people are doing it. (laughs) And the thing was, is that it wasn't always reliable because maybe next month that person isn't, uh, it's not available anymore. It's not like you go to the store. It's going to be there off the TV or something. Yeah. Then next, source will come up too you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was way that into 90s monday night war era too that the, i had to get tapes from both both shows every week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there was no streaming service no youtubes you know so uh i had to you know wait at least a couple of weeks to watch you know the, the the current nitro and thunder and you know if, for me, it, you would you would just have you would watch one and videotape the other. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something and the like New Japan that. show, old Japan show, you have if you know tapes uh, that uh, what not or the uh, yeah for for that matter that the FMW Onita's death match they were never televised. They was always on the VH tapes, so somebody had to have it. You know, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. make a dubbing of it and they send it to America or something. Oh, just all days. Oh yeah. Uh, I kind of, I don't want to say I miss it, but it did give me a no, special feeling. Back? No. Yeah, it was, a, it, ultimately, it's a pain in the ass. And you don't, I, I, I can't, somebody watching YouTube today, I can't believe watching some of these matches, All Japan, New Japan from the 90s in crystal clear definition. When <laughs> my memory, yeah, my yeah. memory is like, I can barely see these guy's face <laughs> or there's oh, tracking that, uh, lines all, all the all the fans memory was like a tiger mask against dynamite kid on on this like a barely watchable vhs mm-hmm. and yeah. a mono sound and of course um yeah it, but it was also kind of mysterious enigmatic 
it was what the hell what is this this obscure uh you know dynamite kid tiger mask what is that it's like the avengers before the avengers movie came out uh yeah yeah they were superheroes that was then that was then this is now Mm -hmm. yeah and that was and that but that world goes hand Mm -hmm. in hand with the the press and print media world of that time too of course it all happened simultaneously yeah it was different in the states but i mean that was an important part before the internet came into play it was was the magazine you know bill after as this the uh, stanley weston magazines and i mean that they were a huge part of my life because yeah especially as a younger person it's like i have to go to the newsstand and get basically a different version of this they were basically the same magazine pw inside wrestling yeah. the wrestler yeah. wrestling yeah. usa they were all from the same publisher and they were pretty much the same just kind of different order different topics or different titles you know yeah mm-hmm. but the paper ge- wasn't that good <laughs> yeah but in general it was pretty much the same and it was the only time you could uh talk about wcw and wwf existing at the same time in the same sentence right right yeah. and or, or it's also where you would find um somebody like sabu i didn't see yeah. i saw him as a magazine guy before I saw him on television. F- 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 FMW tapes, uh, e- ECW black and white right. photos, or or you know mythic uh, indie guys like Reckless Youth, who you never be able to see on TV. You just read about them for years and wow, years. Okay, see okay. pictures. So you really have to use your imagination too. <laughs> Very different with, time. I did that with American Superstar in Japanese magazines. That the, the American Superstar didn't come over. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah i mean times okay. are changing so we talked about wrestling media and changes and times and the, the world we are living in right now and i'm sure we'll have to come back to it again someday you know it's something that changes so much of course oh day by day yes we should sometime i, I want to look through some of your work in weekly pro wrestling maybe we could talk about it Okay, yeah. Kind of explain how it was different. Do you know pro wrestling stories? Pro wrestling. That's right. We should talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, they came and interviewed me. That's right. There's a feature article on Mr. (laughs) Fumi Saito by, I I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, but Javier Ost. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He did a great job in uh, interviewing us. Really? I think so. I, I, think I, don't, I don't advertise myself. So, uh, well, I'll yeah. have to do it then. So that, <laughs> that's my job. But um, no, I, I, I think if anybody out there, if you're already listening, I'm sure you're already kind of familiar with Fumi's story. But um, if you were interested, go give it a read. Um, I'll post links yeah, on uh, social media. Tell these people that I, I've interviewed from Luther S. Korgach to Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Stan the Road Warriors, the Funks, the Nick Buckwinkle, the Harley Race, the, all the way to Bret Hart, the AJ Styles, and all the way to, uh, I don't know. Tanahashi. The, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we need you, Fumi. We need you to teach the people. That's why we call it Write That Down. <laughs> write That Down. Write and That Down. Write That Down name came from actually Chris Jericho's press conference. Yeah. That's right. I don't know if we ever really talked about this on the air, but I, Hopefully it was at obvious. the beginning of our show. We always hear you know Chris Jericho's voice saying, mm-hmm. "Write that down, write that down." It came from the press conference, uh, uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega five years ago. That uh, he looked at me and said, "Write that down, Fumi Saito." 
<laughs> five oh, years ago oh my god yeah that's two, two seventeen. yeah 2017 yeah but yeah that is uh, uh unofficially chris jericho's voice from that press conference where he yeah, yelled yeah, at well, yeah we kept the, kept the tape and used it and sampled it yeah you were on uh, his show recently yes um mel dave melcher and i was on the talk of uh, talk, talk is jericho he wanted to talk about the legacy the real legacy of antonio inoki and it's a one-hour show it just came out also where where can people download that uh you can all you can go to talk of uh talk is jericho and then listen to it i believe okay talk yeah. is jericho i talk is jericho i think it's on the website i think it's on the yeah they, they, I think they play it on Sirius XM. Google, that'll come up. Yeah, we'll, we'll post yeah, links. Yeah. But, um, and also the pro wrestling stories that, that just came out also a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah, check that out. It's all about uh, Fumi's background. And people, <laughs> it's, it's well, almost embarrassing. Well, but you know what? There's people that have been around for not so long they haven't been here and seen the yeah, stuff so that the, you've yeah, seen you got and... the story talked about because you you may not know who me and but he's been so so enriched uh, for the past 40 years that uh i uh, they posted old 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 photos of myself and bruno san martino me and hulk hogan the brody snooker yeah, brody snuka, yeah the, the road warriors all those photos are on it so Fumi has been I, so busy. He's a workaholic. <laughs> so he didn't have any time to, to tell anybody about all this. No, it stuff was that he's from Carl Gotch. Carl Gotch taught me, you know, decades ago that uh, uh, from where I come from, the man who talks about himself stinks. Yes, <laughs> That's sir. what we talked about last week. On, uh, yeah, on yeah. So it's like Carl a, Gotch. being humble and humility. And, and uh, you uh, consider yourself very lucky that you're able to make a living with something you love so dearly. And uh, yeah, you don't advertise yourself. You know, you do your work and do your best, and that's how you, you know, how people know you. And you don't advertise yourself. Yes, sir. You know, <laughs> it was like that. You know, it came from Carl Gotch, my hero. So, and very opposite from the philosophy of uh, you know Western the, culture, <laughs> gorgeous George or uh, Ric Flair, who. Yeah. The, the more arrogant and cocky and flashy no, you are, the because more... because I, old. you know, not because I was great or anything like that. I was lucky that I was able to meet these, all my heroes, you know, and I had to share, you know, and write good stories and uh, people probably read it, you know, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I've been doing. And I hope people, including myself, I mean, we were all kind of inspired by your story. So I think it, oh thank you kind of inspires us to just do more cool creative work i think that's what it's always all about is and eating you know people you know just maybe just maybe that you will be able to meet your heroes in your little, yeah. you know, real life yeah the world's big okay. but it's not that big so yeah and then it's wrestling you know you all will probably have a chance that you actually meet your hero someday in person yeah so if Anybody out there has questions on today's episode or just wants to, to ask us okay, anything? On, on yeah, where can we find you? Twitter at Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, at Fumihiko Dayo on Twitter or Fumisaito on Twitter. Please message me first. Offendia. And on Twitter, you can find me at Justin M. Nipper, K-N-I-P-P-E-R. Feel free to hit us up, ask questions. So, shoot us some topic ideas we have some new episodes coming up if you have any let us know but until next week fumi take it away so long from tokyo yeah.